Hey, this is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers Podcast. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when it's your last time to call in. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is our very last listeners episode. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Everlist This Fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, to desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. Like I said, this is... Our very last listener question episode. I've already introduced myself, and we also have on this episode guest starring with us. We have uh, Charlie Butters. Smooth like butter. I'm here. At one point, you were on a lot, but I feel like you haven't been on in a while. Yeah. Well, that's you know the whole thing is to limit my appearances so that I'm I'm worth more, right? Get that that ratings bump. So you're worth more sure right <laughs> or there's been a lot of times i've been recording on mondays and little butters is busy yeah you know got the uh the old guide moving along just chugging with interviews and reviews and craziness so it's a madhouse over there it's not as crazy as hayabusi but it's it's pretty <laughs> crazy over there at the iw guide house i mean speaking of which this will be the first week you guys are reviewing uh recent aiw yeah yeah it is it's like two weeks behind but we're there you know just other commitments got in the way but let's say it was supposed to be just a week behind but yeah you know and then i looked at my schedule and i'm like oh well actually we have another uh we have our buddy jcp on i don't want to bump him it's his first ever interview so we had that it was really really fun very informative so and so yeah, like you'll be you'll be guy the main ones taking the reins of uh AIW reviews, but it doesn't sound like you guys are going to be doing it every show. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, we're going to try our best to do uh, every show that's, you know, uh, available. But, you know, we have a schedule that we've kind of already committed to with interviews. So at least for the summer, uh, it's going to be a little bit more um, sparingly. I think at least once or twice a month we'll do an AIW review. Uh the, the, there's potential to do more because we did launch the patreon so like we can always do the interview for the patreon and then do a review as well do like a double recording week um which i don't know if they're excited about it but i'm excited about the possibilities of that so that we can have even more content uh, i tried to explain to the rest of the group that that means there could be weeks that we just put out that interview and we don't have to record live so they, they then kind of seem to perk up about that idea. So we'll see what happens. 
it reminds me of that one month during quarantine where uh i did all my interviews on a saturday for a month and i mean for those who don't know like i did four interviews on one day i spent the next day editing all four interviews and basically gave myself a month off afterwards like set every episode ready to post on the right day as so it was like shit was coming out but i wasn't doing shit like work right. had done but that was the uh advantage of the pandemic to where wrestlers were at home on saturdays yeah nobody was working so it was easy to just line them up all in a row now it's like i've had a couple that we had to move around like i think the most hectic one was philly and marino so far because we had to move it from a monday to a sunday and then fiddle with the time to do it earlier than usual uh because people wanted to be in bed at certain times so josh <laughs> no 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 it was actually uh oh, the, oh, one the, of the, the one of the tag guy. team members oh so. okay. i was like oh the other old guy <laughs> but uh no it was uh it worked out fine um i'm trying to think anybody else uh the other one that was kind of difficult was coming up the runway they I had to like work around some scheduling with that but so far i think it's going to be okay and then tom dunn might be another difficult one because his schedule is weird so but yeah for the most part uh everybody's been been pretty available on mondays so figure most people are just sitting at home watching raw anyway so why not you know have a fun conversation for at least an hour of it not be bored and want to just scream at the television for that hour people people still watch weekly wrestling i mean yeah I watch AEW every week, but it's like half background noise, half me paying attention to some stuff. WWE, I, I have no idea. I just, what I see on Twitter is what I see. Yeah, I couldn't even, I can't even really commit to AEW. Like, it, it was one thing when I was kind of enjoying, like, uh, editing Pod Van Dam and then putting my tablet onto um, AEW. And I would obviously have my headphones on listening to pod van dam to figure out like what needs to be taken out and i would have dynamite it was either on mute or like a very very low volume where i wouldn't hear it over my headphones but if i saw something that like piqued my interest i like i paused the podcast and would like be like okay let me let's watch this segment because i've been kind of looking forward to it right but yeah i just i can't do it anymore and it's not anything against those any any company actually not even just those two even like impact it's just i had been doing it for years especially in like podcast formats of like covering wrestling and all that kind of stuff and when i stepped away from doing those shows and started concentrating on this show ironically that uh i was just like okay like I'm, i'm done watching stuff because i felt like especially with my my work schedule i was like i work five days a week but i work 10 hour shifts so that's like that's 50 hours that's 10 more than a regular person and it's like to spend all that time on any wrestling unless i'm going to a show but like the weekly dedication it's like i could be watching a movie or another tv show or you know what i could just go to bed early or whatever just free up some space yeah i think you're at that point you sound like me a year ago when i was burnt out and just didn't want to do anything i think once you shut everything down, give yourself a, a nice break away from, from all wrestling for a bit. I think you'll eventually get that urge to want to watch something or, or, you know, that and maybe you'll, you'll dabble back into it, but I, I feel you. I get where you're at with it. I mean, when it comes to watching, it's just, 
I stay up to date with social media and podcast. Like they tell me like the things I need to know to where I don't feel like I need to be that dedicated, especially to now with like there's wrestling like every night of the week, which is, you know, that's a great thing. But also like, when the fuck am I going to do other shit? If I I I am dedicated. I think there's like a certain, I don't know, like for me, it was like, so yeah, you can keep up on stuff on social media, but it's always going to be tinged by whoever you reads, read that person's tweet and, and their feelings about it, whether it be overly positive or super negative, you won't get that true. Like, how do I feel about it? Situation. Whereas like when I do watch it now, there's certain things where I, I, I feel a certain way about certain stuff and I don't go and like post it on social media necessarily, but like, I feel differently than like when I do see other people's takes, I'm like, well, my take was nothing like any of these other takes I've seen out there. So I'm glad I saw this myself because if I would have read this a certain way, I don't think I'd be nearly as invested in this as I am just watching it myself. So I feel like there is like a slight, tinge to social media where like it's not as good as experiencing it firsthand and just coming up with your own formed opinion because you're gonna make your opinion from social media off of somebody else's opinion that's already slightly tinged in one way or another you know what i mean oh no i don't know i'm not mean like like that with social media i'm talking about like video clips like okay like wwe in between like twitter maybe a little bit on facebook but i know obviously youtube as well like there's a lot of those clips out there, even now at TikTok too, where they'll they'll post kind of like the highlights you need to see. And then even just this past, what was it, Friday night, where I was like scrolling through TikTok and it was right around a quarter till 10. And of course, which I mean, I don't, I, there's so many people that do this and I think it's dumb one way or another, where they like just point their camera at the TV. Some make videos, other people go live. Well, they were going live at the end of SmackDown. And I was like, ooh, here I am in bed. I don't have to, like, turn on my TV. Like, I can sit here and watch this. I'm like, like, I wouldn't even pay attention to what the dude was saying. I was concentrating more, which I don't think he was really commenting much. But, like, I wanted to, like, I wanted to see the new title. I wanted to see, like, what else happened. So, like, to me, I'm like, oh, like, th- that's what I mean by staying up with the social media. Like, granted, like, with podcasts, definitely, that's where I'm going to get people's takes. But... I've always had my own own opinion on like certain things. Like there's stuff that I know that I like that other people don't and, and vice versa, whether it be podcasts or even fucking social media, like the, the shit that gets me. And I think you've seen my video on it and the, the takes I see on TikTok are so fucking stupid of like, uh, all these like early twenties kids will just shit on Natalia. And I'm like, like granted, she is like one of my favorite wrestlers, female wrestlers of all time. I think she is actually my top. Am I saying she's like the greatest top-notch superstar? No. But like I, I realize like she has a place. And like her place is t- sometimes to get beat. Because like they're not going to necessarily build her up to be this, you know, multi-month champion and go on this dominant reign. She's gonna help make wrestlers look better on TV and like mentor them backstage. But you know, these fucking 20-year-olds. I sound old when I say this, but no, that's just they shit on and be like, oh, she's a she's a bad wrestler. Fucking seen this one dude sit there and say like, oh, fucking he mentioned like all these wrestlers, like all the, the, the they this person wrestles circles around her. This this person wrestles circles around. Her. I'm like, dude, shut the like, 
just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. Like, what means? <laughs> what makes you think that that's true? Like, tell me instead of like, oh, just that's what it is. But I could go on a whole tangent about that shit, especially the dude who said it. Dude, TikTok stuff is so silly. Like, there's one guy on there that he watches WWE stuff, and it's like half the screen is like him and then the other half is what's like him like the, the show yeah so like i'll sit i'll watch his stuff all the time he's interesting but when he and he he started doing this to troll people is when he would watch AEW, he would like compare them to wwe wrestlers mm-hmm. and it would irritate the fuck out of me and then one day he like said something that was like i wanted to go into the comments and scream about it but he winked after and then he was just like at the very end of the like the it's like a three minute segment at the very end he's like i was just trolling you guys calm down and i'm like okay and then ever since then i've enjoyed all like most of his stuff like i didn't have to watch uh double or nothing because i literally just watched like every single segment on that show he had up on his TikTok. I sat there and watched every single one. It had all the major stuff I needed to see. Don't have to really listen to his comments. Like he was just commenting as it was happening, but it was like more of like a fan comment, not like a like arrogant comment about anything. And I, it was fine. Like I literally didn't have to watch the whole show. Again, I got the gist of uh, you know what what was on the the pay per view and everything like that. So I kind of get what you're saying. At the same time, I watched Rampage on Friday night because why not and the clips of what i saw from the lucha three-way online compared to the full match didn't do it justice like people were throwing a fit about a certain stuff but watching the match they had the horns going in the background during big spots it felt very much like a lucha libre wrestling match like so perfectly like it was very well done uh and it was just another highlight reel for vikingo but still like it was so good like i enjoyed that match so much and like just with the the sounds that they added into it like there's somebody with an air horn going throughout it and it wasn't annoying it actually made sense when they had it going off and it was like real muddled to the point where it just it worked like one of my favorite matches i've seen this year was that match just because i saw it on like i sat there and just watched it live and didn't watch clips of it on tiktok so oh i mean if if i see something like it's gonna happen like i'll i'll potentially tune in like if, I, if it's a matchup mm-hmm. i want to see or even just a show like you know i i do like checking out the raw after mania right and, i mean i think Which, I, that's fallen off so hard too like oof. i mean i i was also less disappointed because i don't spend every week watching the show where i was like i felt the you know how it was a drop off but i'm like okay yeah i mean uh, everybody kind of like i had i think we had it on in the background or whatever while we were doing stuff i'm just like josh was just like getting visibly frustrated because nothing was happening and i'm like that's they're done with it they're not going to treat it special anymore because they couldn't control how they wanted to control it so now it's nothing it's you're not going to get anything so i mean whatever I also think with the past like handful of years, there's been other factors of why they haven't done anything. Like there was a while where WWE was kind of in a nice, good cycle of things that would happen throughout the year. And then, you know, wrestlers would go from NXT to Raw or SmackDown and it was Mm -hmm. healthy. But then definitely when the pandemic hit, like it it threw the brakes on stuff and then go everything with uh, who's controlling the company and all that kind of stuff where yeah it doesn't seem as streamlined as it used to be so you're not getting those those types of call-ups or debuts or whatever dude 
so I never have wrestling dreams, but I had a wrestling dream the other night that woke me up and I was livid in when I woke up from this wrestling dream. And I and it was a weird wrestling dream, but I was livid at the end of it. So Matt in the stream beat uh Derek Dillinger for the intense title. No, 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 no. It, dude, it was it was so bizarre. It was like it's so hard to explain. So first of all, it's a dream. I don't know what it means, but we were in it was like a high school lunchroom. There's like the, you know, the long tables that like the fold down tables, like, you know, for lunch, like the, the people sit at. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it was like, almost like a meeting was going on. But then like Atticus Coger was there and him and like three other wrestlers and uh, who else? Um, uh, somebody else showed up. And like said, they were taking over AIW, and I like looked at Thorne and was like, "Are you fucking serious? Like, why are you? Why is this happening? This is stupid. This is the dumbest fucking thing you could do." And he kept apologizing to everybody about it, but it was happening anyway. He's like, "Just trust me, it'll be all right." But like, you know, it's gotta happen. And I'm like, "No, this is fucking stupid." And then I woke up and I was so fucking angry. I don't even remember. Oh, uh, Dustin Alberti was with was with. Uh, uh, Koger, he was part of the group, <laughs> and I was so fucking angry. I don't know why. I don't know how this all came about. What was going on, even for us to be like have it, like to be at this place? It was so fucking weird. Uh, but yeah, I woke up. I was very angry. That was like the first wrestling dream I've had in years. So yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why that was a thing. So was this before or after Hattis uh, Kogar versus Matt Cardona? I have no idea. Uh, well, I know so this was like Friday night, Saturday night, Thursday night, somewhere like that. I don't know. The last couple nights. Okay, so it was this that, happened. It was after their back and forth. Okay, probably, but at the same time, like I gave zero fucks about that because I don't I can't stand either one of them. So I really hope they decide to have like an exploding ring death match in the middle of an ocean and the whole fucking ring sinks. But I I don't know if that's a a work. I think that. There's some like legit fucking. I I don't even care. I don't. I hope. I hope they. I hope it's legit. And I hope they they fight each other in a parking lot somewhere in a fucking Waffle House parking lot. You care enough to have a dream about Atticus Kogar? <sighs> yeah, but Cardona wasn't there, so and I wasn't happy that Atticus was there. So it's not like I was excited about this situation. Just more upset about how it's gonna ruin wrestling or ruin AIW for me. Well, I woke up and I was like, oh, well, that'll never happen. But still, it's pretty fucked up. I mean, crazier things have happened in AIW. Don't say that. Stop it. <laughs> Matt Cardone is a two-time absolute champion. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but that's whatever. thing is about all that is there's some signs that Cardone is like a good dude. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being to all of our friends and everything that have said so backstage that he's a great guy. That's fine. I still don't have to like him. I don't like anything about him. He doesn't interest me. He could put over every single guy in AIW that I like and and make them look like a million bucks, and I still won't give a fuck about him. I still won't care about him. It just he just does not interest me. me and up. that's coming from somebody who liked Ricky Shane Page for how long? It's coming from somebody who liked canceled wrestler Joey Ryan for how long? Like they, he just doesn't have what interests me in a wrestler. So if he started using his dick, 
<laughs> it was more than the dick flip, honestly. Oh, it, oh the Joey Ryan, <laughs> Joey Ryan, and Candice LeRae and PWG was awesome. That's that's really the main reason why I enjoyed uh, Joey Ryan for so long. But uh, I don't know why we're talking about. How, yeah, I don't know why I brought him up. I shouldn't have brought him up. God, how much do you think Candice regressed? that part of her past i mean she dodged a huge bullet hopefully she wasn't one of his victims uh, yeah it's crazy because i know there there was a handful of like notable names that was one of his victims mm-hmm. i n- i never really cared that much for him like he was entertaining blah blah blah, blah but like i never went out of my way to like buy anything joey ryan like nothing like i don't even think i have an eight by ten with him i don't have a picture with him and he you know he was at aiw Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing I ever had that he might be, he might be on something that I got from one of the subscription boxes, not pro wrestling crate, but one of the other ones. Cause Marco stunt was on a, was on a shirt that I wanted. Yeah. And I know he, he, like Joey Ryan's on like the poster for that month, which is like everybody combined, but I don't fucking remember even what his shit was. I don't. All right. So yeah. I, yeah. That's a, that's a real bullet there. Yeah, but it's just going back to just like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice person, whatever. It just, he does nothing for me. Like he, I, I, I don't care about any of his matches. I mean, if he has an entertaining one here and there, okay, that's fine, whatever. But still not going to make me a fan of him. It's just, uh, I don't know what he, short of, you know, I don't even think that would make him, make me a fan of him. I don't, I don't know. There's really nothing that make me a fan of him. Like, I don't know. Show me on this micro brawler where he touched you. <laughs> My wallet's not on that micro brawler. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, he he took your money. No, no. Uh, I do have something autographed by him too. Like I have a poster with him on it, autographed from One Step Ahead because I named the show. But oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? That's the only. Find? That's the only reason I own that is because. I suggested that as a show name and then it became a show name and I was like, well, I have to, I have to have the poster from it and I could have got the poster with Thunder Rosa on it, but I was like, no, I want the original one when it was first announced. Cause that's the one that like I saw when it was announced and it was one step ahead and it had him on it. So that's the one I got. Yeah. And no, I don't even have that one. I think any, I only have one AIW signed show poster and that's from the first JLIT. Currently it's in a, uh, it's not stored away well, stored away as in like not hanging but it's in a plastic bin i have a couple from aiw i have like two or three and then i have a bunch from black label pro which i recently uh was having a discussion about how i, I they were my number one indie promotion before the pandemic i love them more than i loved aiw and since the pandemic they've fallen off so hard to me i don't i don't like black label pro anymore like i don't pay attention to like i look at the cards and i see like all these matches and i'm just like i don't give a fuck about any of these like i care about that one maybe i'll check that out care about that one maybe and then like i never check it out it's like they just they're not for me anymore i don't know so you don't want to go back to black label pro no no i'm good i don't i don't need to go back to back black label pro I uh, would rather go the other direction, go to Pittsburgh, see Enjoy, and see 880. That's that's what I'm into right now. Yeah, but Pittsburgh doesn't have Portillo's. No, but that's fine. I'll, I'll survive with. I survived how many years without Portillo's before? I'll be I'll be okay. 
Shit, I might be going to Detroit later in the year. There's one around, I think, north of Detroit. I need to look into that. Something I just fucking realized that. Young Ed says he wants to do a run-in on the podcast because he he sees that we're recording right now. I told him he should. But I don't think he will because he's a coward. I mean, technically, he can jump in. He has, he has permission. Right. To do but so. I don't think he will. I think he's a coward. He won't do it. He'll just call in. <laughs> and I don't have... Uh... Like I don't have the the window up for it, so like I wouldn't like he could pop in like right now and I wouldn't I wouldn't notice it. <laughs> but yeah, I think like all the event posters I have that are like signed by multiple people, it's like other uh, companies. Like I just got one from Dropkick Depression. Uh, I got one as a gift last year of from Dropkick Depression too. Then is there another one? I'm <laughs> fuck. It's been a ye- over a year. I'm still waiting on the ones from. Uh, that um, Starks brand show. <laughs> probably got to remind them. Uh, they, they, oh. They've had a pretty busy year this year, so you probably might want to reach out and say, hey. Oh, oh, I have. I, oh, have you? I reached out in April, then I reached out on Saturday again. Oh, okay. Saturday was, right, I mean, uh, back in April, it was like, oh, yeah, my bad. We forgot about that. We'll get on that, blah, 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 blah. And then I said something uh, Saturday. Mouse was like, He's like, give us a couple weeks. Like, we got really busy, like, two weeks. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I just figured they've been busy. But I have two of the TurboGrafx-16 posters signed by everybody from Black Label. And then I have three other show posters from them signed by by a bunch of random people. Then I have a bunch of... I have the Ace Degenerates one signed i have uh i sure you were open signed i have one step ahead signed i think that's it you didn't even go to her sure you open no i was that's when i had my uh my uh lung cancer scare so i couldn't go mm-hmm. i thought it was better just to stay uh home in case anything happened but yeah that was a scary time <sighs> Oh, I have one other one. I forgot because this one's actually on a wall. The other rest I have like they're tucked away. Uh, House of Hardcore show. Uh, when I w- went to that show, anybody who was there, we could get like autographs because we bought like a certain package. So, that, but they mm-hmm. had, they had to sign like the the poster that we had, and like the, and there's people that are on the poster that signed it, like Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen, one that I remember, that's definitely on there. Autograph nice. autograph wise, but not picture. Because he was more for earlier in the day for the uh, um, kind of con- uh, wrestling convention they did. Mm-hmm. But he also stayed like for the House of Hardcore show afterwards to do autographs. So like I got a- got that too. I'm trying to f- like if I can see from here. Oh, oh, I got that Time Bomb Pro one too with uh, Dom and uh, Suzuki on it too. Nice. It's on my on my back wall. Uh, Shane, I can see Shane Douglas's autograph from here. Um, yeah, I think we're due for a Shane Douglas appearance at AIW this year. <laughs> Should be coming up pretty soon. Uh, Ricky Steamboat's on there. Got to get that uh, that good old walking brawl in with uh, with the franchise. It's crazy to actually look at that House of Hardcore poster because of the people that at that time hadn't been in like a big company. I should say it hadn't been in WWE and AEW wasn't a thing. Like all of them have moved on. Fucking uh, Ty Trinidad. Fucking obviously Zelina Vega right now, Mia Yim, Eddie Kingston, Brian Cage, um, Cherry Bomb, Pepper Parks, uh, Fuck um, 
uh, fucking murder hawk, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Look how much uh aew is like dried up the indies though like there used to be so many big names that weren't signed to wwe so like they were just you know doing stuff on the indies and now it's like so many just gone yeah but at the same time like that gives uh opportunities for people to now become bigger stars too you know what i mean yeah uh it just yeah, and I feel like there's maybe a handful, and it's just like, I don't know, fool. It's interesting to see who's going to end up becoming a big star next. Like, get your money on, you know, 21 right now. You never know. It's just, it's weird to me. Like, it just, and how there used to be so many main event guys, like, that would travel around the country and, like, do all this stuff. And now there's just, like, a handful. Like, there's Cardona, there's just a couple others, but, like, I mean, Cardona's one of those dudes that, I mean, he came from WWE, and I'm thinking, like, people that, you know, are more on the way up, which, granted, Cardona is like, at least stayed at kind of the top, but I'm thinking people who haven't had that exposure yet. Well, it's like anybody that gets just a little bit of buzz gets, you know, either signed to, like, ROH or, like, gets a look, but, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything every time, but still, there's just a lot of guys that, if they are, you know, worth that salt, they get ate up right away like uh you know dan housen uh lee moriarty uh, guys like that like i guess alex shelley's still out there doing stuff but the thing with dan housen though like somebody was gonna grab him sooner or later just because he was becoming money on his own like eventually someone was gonna be like hey we tap into that we got a gold mine and i feel like that's where they are with him now which granted like now dan housen's making more money but he's also helping Tony Khan AEW also make more money. And you just think of like how much he's actually like wrestled and all that kind of stuff. Like, which it's, it's great for him that he doesn't have to do as much. Yeah. And he doesn't have nipples and he has two buttholes. So it's very interesting. <laughs> Are you going to get the, uh, Dan Housen figure? That's, that's a silly question. Come on now. <laughs> which one? Are you getting off all of them? I'm going to get like two of every single one. You know, I'm going to have one sign and one, one, to open and throw up on my desk especially of the the ringside that that might be a, a the ringside exclusive that's probably like a order three of those two of the hook pack and then one of his other basic that he's gonna get where he's got just his jacket on a couple of those i'm definitely gonna get the ringside one up in the air about the hook housing one and then I think with the, the regular packaging one, that's one that I'm going to hope to find in the wild. Because I, I still genuinely enjoy having that experience of walking into Walmart or Target and like seeing a figure I don't have of somebody I really like and go, ooh, I want this. Like, So it's so rare that I do that. But at the same time, like if I did, like even if I had already gotten them online and I went into Walmart and they had Dan Housen on the shelf, I would still buy him. Like, just, yeah, because that feeling is amazing. And I would definitely want to do that and and post about it, so. Like, I think one figure I want to have real ease finding is that Walmart exclusive Eddie Kingston, because, like, I just seen a lot of people bitch about it, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. That's Eddie Kingston. So if I find it in the wild, I'm picking it up, and if everybody's bitching about it, you just made my job easier. So there's a Walmart in PA that's by my work. It's like, it's near a college town, but it's usually always fully stocked with AEW and WWE figures. So if anytime I'm looking for anything, 
I just tell a couple people from work what I'm looking for and they keep an eye for me. And if they, if they find it, they let me know and I go pick it up. So, cause it's like, it's not, a, it's not super duper busy. Like a lot of these other ones are mm-hmm. so, like my ones in my area. Like obviously we have time capsule. So we have a bunch of collectors in the area. So like any store in the area usually gets hit pretty hard first thing in the morning. So mm-hmm. I, I, when I look, it's like, Oh, you know, there's 8 million hangmans. Like you'll find like, uh, some dark order ones here and there, but if they're going to ramp up, like they say they are, and they're going to have tons of figures on the shelves this fall, I think it'll be pretty easy to find Eddie and find, you know, Dan Housens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think but yeah, the uh, the ringside exclusive. I didn't I, obviously I didn't have money to pre-order any of them right away. And I'm like, it's fine. It doesn't mean anything like they're going to have them in stock for a while. Like mm-hmm. everybody was buying the hell out of those two packs on the AEW two packs on Amazon that are exclusive for how long. And if you go look at some of them now, they're down to like 22 bucks for like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, who was it? Kenny Omega and Hangman was down to like. 20 bucks for a while and then jump back up like so you just gotta watch like you just keep an eye on them and they'll drop in price and you can just snag them for for next to nothing like the young bucks are 30 bucks now but some places still have them for like 70 dollars and it's like dude you can get them straight from amazon for nothing <laughs> so you just gotta just keep your eye that's all like but the ringside one i'm definitely gonna buy a couple of those like that one is like the the really really nice one with the really nice packaging and mm-hmm. I, I, I say it every time. It's so crazy to think like how far he's come. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, but you knew this was coming. Like eventually we were going to have all this and that's why like having him at toy Hio and stuff like that was so great because it was just like, Oh, it's every, every three months or every four, four or five months. It's like, Oh, Dan house is going to be there again. What do I have for him to sign? What's mm-hmm. what's new that he's cooked up. That's fucking crazy that I need signed uh, to add to my collection. And, uh, all these figures will be out before October, but he won't be around for a while. So I think he might do an in-store signing. Maybe, maybe time capsule will get him for an in-store. Cause I don't know with how, uh, collisions going to be now, if he's going to be even available on Saturdays anymore. So mm-hmm. hopefully we just get him for like a nice in-store once a year or something. And I'll just bring all my shit for him to sign. <laughs> I mean, even with like the popularity of Dan and like, I didn't think we would get all this, like, you know, back in 2019 or even 2018, it's just crazy to see just how much he's blown up. And I, I did enjoy like uh, helping him out for Toy Hio, uh this past one because it's like, hey, I have I have a very good rapport with him, and seeing him like be around so many fans at one point, just he's very humble. Like I I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about him. Like he's he's always been down to earth. Um. Yeah. Like I just I just don't know what else there is to say. I don't think there's anything bad to say about him. I mean, he's just he's always been a good dude, and uh, you know, he's his star has risen to where it is, and it is what it is. It's like when he when we get to talk, like I've I've never specifically I've never had him on my podcast for anything because I've always just kept like our conversations, uh, you know, like to ourselves like we've always just talked about you know life and like how we're doing and mentally and stuff like that so always just kind of kept that between us and i i didn't want to ever cheapen it with like having him on the podcast and like doing that kind of stuff it always felt kind of weird like to do that so uh yeah i never had him on my podcast either 
<laughs> no, uh, I mean, you know, I got to be there when you were when you interviewed him for for like uh, for and stuff. So that was cool. So like, I didn't. I didn't need to have like I, I wanted to. Don't get me wrong, I wanted to, but at the same time, like I didn't have to. So I just, just kind of was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to. I don't know. I was always wishy washy. So he may eventually someday become like that big regret that I never had him on. But that is what it is. You know, the funny thing about that is, um, at that that one interview that we did uh, at Old Wrestling uh, last week, I had on Pete from Twenty by Twenty, and I think it was before we were we had started recording or we just like bullshitting and I had mentioned the whole Dan Housen interview and he was like, did you, did you interview him at old, like right behind the the building? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, we were trying to get him for an interview that day, but he was always busy. So we kind of hogged him a little bit. Well, you know, that's just how it goes. Cause we knew him first. So haha. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and like, you know, like the one photo he took that day, like I took that photo for him mm-hmm. and it's, it was just another thing. And that's actually my favorite picture from old wrestling of like, of those style that he took. Cause it's the mm-hmm. basically a killing joke. Oh, fucking amazing. And then, um, we talk about like all these figures and everything. Uh, now Ethan page too. Like, I think it was already announced, but yes. so like we got more of the render. So it's like, oh man, fucking fuck. Yeah. I'm, I have to I have to wait and find out though because I don't know how tight the tits are. If the, if the tits aren't tight, I can't I can't have it. I have his other figure already, and it says it's the tightest tits in the game. So we gotta we gotta find out if these if his, his this other figure's tits are tight. So yeah, but it was a cella, so like the the tits might be tight, but he's got a tiny head, like Chris Farley at the end of Tommy Boy. <sighs> So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think it looks cool. They got his jacket, his ring jacket. So it'll be a nice figure to have. That's another one I'll probably grab like two of, you know, one to put on display and one to uh, have autographed and put up on the wall. So now I just need a Lee Moriarty figure. Right. And he's very toyetic. Like, yeah, they could do the multiples with the mask without the mask, that kind of stuff. So or even like worst case scenario, give me a Lee Moriarty micro brawler. Like I'll, I'll settle for that for now. But love to have something like that for for Lee. That's another dude. He, he's very similar to Dan Housen of super humble and easily like one of the nicest guys. I don't know. He's always been mean to me. So, <laughs> well, you, you know what he what he what he told you, you can't do that. He was mean to me on Twitter like three weeks ago. What are you talking about? Not even just then. He <laughs> made fun of the clothes I wear because he looked like Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He likes me. I, I don't I'm, know. I'm the only person he follows in his backup account, which is his of the uh, uh, his apex of combat, and it's because like remember remember when he was on TV and his Twitter got banned, uh, something like that. Yeah, I was the the person that said like, hey, he has his old account here, and he followed it, followed me, I should say, and it's it is him, and obviously he got everything fixed. So, but yeah, that. Uh, Still, like, just a really great dude. I think if I ever had, like, put together, like, a top five or ten of, like, nicest wrestlers, fuck, it would be hard. Because there was some genuine... I'm going nice to have there. to fist fight him next time I see him, so... <laughs> Watch out, Lee Moriarty. I know you're listening. It's on. Former guest of the show. <laughs> One of the guests of the the Saturday interviews. But, God, it's... The thing that I do love about 
right now AEW more than WWE is the fact that there's a lot of people that we watched uh, on the indies are now there. Mm-hmm. And that's not a shout out to WWE because obviously there's, there's still people there that I have love for and I watch them through the ranks like... Uh, yeah, but you always have that hope that you really wish that they would just jump ship and then you won't have to watch WWE ever again. Like, well, I don't really watch. I was WWE. really, really hoping Kevin Owens would have jumped. Uh, that would have happened. I'd have been, I'd have been pretty happy. Uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? What's um, DJ Z's WWE name? Joaquin Wild. Joaquin Wild. Yeah, thank you. Like, I'm proud of him. I still want to find his figure in the wild. I have yet to see it, but nonetheless, no pun intended. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Uh, but. Him like being part of the revival of the LWO, like I love that because I feel like LWO was a faction that really just lived in the shadow of the NWO, and now they're they have an opportunity to actually do something, like actually like make a name for themselves. Because if the NWO came back today, and let's say that you know the LWO is not around, then they're going to be living in the shadow of everything NWO. LWO was like a blip and they now have the opportunity and whether you know it happens or not is you know questionable but they got nice possibilities and uh I think it's, it's crazy to see Selena Vega as a face isn't isn't Roman Reigns group just the NWO <laughs> until there's like bloodline black and white and bloodline uh, I mean there technically is because they all just left him so now it's just like him and Paul and like the other three are separate I don't know I feel like there's some blood, the red and black and black and white going on right now I feel like we're in that era of whatever that group is it's just it's just the NWO <laughs> I, do, I do think the bloodline is the best storyline they've had in years because like if you really look at how it's played out I think it was either right before WrestleMania or after WrestleMania I watched this, but WWE put out like a, a long video on YouTube that showed the history of the bloodline, like actual like in-ring kind of like story. Yeah, it was like a two-hour video, yeah. And it, it, there were a lot of things there, and it's been, it's been going on for so long, and there's still stuff that they kind of call back to, stuff that's like, yeah, that might have happened a year and a half ago, but oh, here, here it is coming back around again. Like there, there's a lot there, but I think it's it's a long term term story that WWE has just never been good at. But somehow this is working. You know what else is working? Them phone lines. This does this side of you guide? <laughs> you do you directing like how how shit goes on the show? I'm I'm just I'm just subtly throwing it out there. You I mean, know we I, got we got some some phone calls. I mean, listen, just because I'm now uh, allowing. For IW guy to do reviews, I have lifted the embargo, and you know that th- th- that doesn't mean like you're you get to take over the show. I didn't even get first dibs on on picking the bones of Wrestling Cheers and taking what I wanted from Wrestling Cheers. So I don't know. Like apparently we could just walk in with voicemails well, and just pick whatever we want. Hold on, people haven't heard that voicemail yet. <laughs> I know, I know. We're gonna get to it. Some bullshit. I mean that that could lead it down a whole different rabbit hole. But we actually have a social media question. We actually had a question asked on uh, a Facebook. So yeah, we we have a button for that. So uh, we'll we'll hit it. Just that. <laughs> I forgot that one's not long. It's the phone call one that's longer. <laughs> Uh, we have a comment from Joe Hersky. 
uh, local AIW fan, also a fan of the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. Knowing what you know at the time of recording, what's your absolution card looking like? So, you know, basically like predictions. Uh, okay. So, obviously, Broner and uh, Broski. Broner and Broski. It's got to be, that's got to be on the poster. Yeah. Um, Derek and West for the intense title. Okay. Um, Bitcoin versus Money Shot. Maybe two out of three falls for the tag titles. Um, Dom versus a big name. <laughs> Maybe Kenta Kabashi uh, or Brian Danielson. Um, or Samoa Joe. Uh, you know, whatever whatever we can cook up there. Um, Speaking of, of cooking, do you, you got that crack done? What's that? I said, you, speaking of cooking, do you have that crack done? Because obviously you're smoking it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, why not? They're asking for my my card. This is what I'm giving you my card. That's uh, what it's looking like. Uh, what else are we going to throw in there? Uh, obviously, Kaplan's got to have a match. Uh, maybe him and Big Sam round two. That'd be cool. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Like If we're not going to get students till September... I'd like to see maybe some type of student battle royal or scramble or something. I think that'd be kind of cool on the card. Uh, maybe throw in like an Alex Price in there or something like that. Alex Price uh, on the card somewhere. That'd be cool. When's the last time we seen him? Was it? Uh, uh, I feel like it was an Akron show. I don't know. Was it Absolution? No, it was Cleveland. It was Cleveland. Uh, it was the Cleveland 216 show. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, he was in the uh, intense scramble. Um... Yeah, that's that's all I got. You know, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's all I got. Maybe Steph Delander and uh, Joss and Ziggy and, and somebody in like a four way women's match or something. That'd be cool. I'm um, I'm thinking Steph versus Josh uh, Joss round two. It's definitely possible. Uh, Bishop's got to be on there somewhere. I don't know where we throw him. Maybe him and maybe him and Justice versus PME. That'd be good. Yeah, I like that. Because then they would take out PME and we wouldn't have to worry about them in the main event. Yeah, so we see uh, CTE reunite and uh, Bishop and uh, Justice versus PME. CTE versus PME. That's, that's what I got. What do you got? Okay, obviously, absolute title, that's that's set in stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek in, in West, that feels that feels like the match. Yeah, with their history, it makes sense. Is there anybody you could throw in there, though, for a triple threat? Janela would be the only one I would. But I don't think you need to. I think just having them two with their history, especially with the Chandler Biggins Cup uh, and everything like that, and then with uh, what happened at Gauntlet, I think I think that's the, the money match. Tag as match. Much as, as much as I don't care f- for that match, I'm sure it'll be fun, but... Not, I'm not on the top of my list of matches I wanted to see in AIW, but um, tag match. I feel like that is that's going to be it. I think it's going to have a stipulation. I don't know if I'd go two out of three falls, but do you go Duke as the special guest referee? That could be interesting. I know you've had some ideas for a while about that. Yeah, that could uh, intrigue me. What if, what if we do like where the Duke is in a cage suspended? Ooh, a shark cage? Yeah. 
suspended above the uh, the, the shrine. Mm. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Could be interesting. Um, after that, trying to like fill out the card with other stuff. Definitely something student wise. I wouldn't mind seeing Shaw versus Sam one on one. Kind of like the best of uh, that class going up against each other at Absolution. Because actually, I'm trying to think. I know they had a match prior to debuting at North Canton, but I don't know if it was against each other or they had separate matches. Nonetheless, I think that would be great. I've even said two, but I don't think it should be done. It's weird that I I still want to see it, though. I'd love to see Shaw and Sam as a tag team. Maybe something similar to Rip City to where, like, they could be together, but they could also do their own shit because I look at Shaw and Sam to be fucking... 2023 AIW version of two dudes with attitude. That's Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Um, yeah, I don't know after that because then it's just like filling in the card with other other people. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering if like let's say we don't do you know Derek versus Wes. What if it's the Shooters teaming together in a match versus like Derek and Ziggy? No, no, no I'm just saying in general. Hmm. Derek gets like a different opponent. Mm, maybe. Derek gets, I was going to say Shaw, but he already just had that match for Shaw. Janela was being like heavily teased, I feel like, in all the scrambles because he was in them. And Derek like made it a point to like say shit to him during the scrambles, like after he won. So I feel like that was kind of being baked into a match eventually to happen down the road. So if it wasn't, if it isn't him and Wes, him and Janela would be the other go-to for me if i was gonna bucket myself storyline wise it's wes and Derek, but absolution feel janella versus Derek one-on-one just kind of see if you know Derek can have that same type of legacy with the title that janella did mm-hmm. uh what if uh what if it's um justice versus Derek? i mean if we're gonna do round three that's true. That was a that was a thing that that was a, that was a good feud. That was a trilogy that's not yet complete. But I think if we're gonna see justice anywhere, he's either gonna confront Fonzie or he's gonna have a match versus Fonzie. See, I was thinking that, but I don't think him and Fonzie would be a relatively fair match. That's why I was kind of being like, well, Josh doesn't have anything going on either. Put them together. I uh, let them go up against PME because they've all had issues with PME costing them, you know, the titles and, uh, you know, having Fonzie involved, even if it's like a two on three or something like that, where it's PME and Fonzie against uh, Josh and, and uh, uh, Justice. So sometimes having a match that's not necessarily fair and have the result that you expect to happen happen is still fun. Like I remember Ricky Shane Page versus Veda Scott or Johnny Gargano versus and it was just Johnny and RSP respectively beating the shit out of their opponent but it kind of went with the story you could do the same for Fonzie and Bishop but that would have to be kind of like potentially a payoff per se and I think there would need to be more stuff to happen between now and whenever that match would happen can't think of any other thing i kind of hope we get another meet and greet not necessarily somebody who is that eric bishop caliber 
or Eric Bishop, Eric Bischoff caliber to where they're going to be there for the meet and greet. Someone who's like maybe on the cart, somebody who is like a bigger independent name is coming in for a match, maybe against Dom and you know, uh, they're a cool meet and greet. So that's our, our one social media question. Let's get into the phone calls and we're going to start off. You know who didn't call in this time? Should say before we even start. Who? Zach. He, he, uh, I think he's traveling right now. That's why he might be traveling for work or something. So I know he's out on the road. Hey, it takes a minute to call from your phone. I know. Uh, the last time he called ours, I had to, I had to mess with his volume cause it was so bad. So I don't know what was going on with his phone. So yeah, kind of, kind of sad. I was going to kind of bug him and be like, Hey, you want to call in? But I was like, ah, I know he's been, he's been busy doing stuff. So. You know, good on him. But yeah, no, no Zach this time. So we're going to start off with Reese. Hey, y'all. This is Reese. Hope y'all are doing well. So this was the final listener, you know, call in episode. And I see Justin, you lovely human being. You are with uh, Mr. Charles Margarine, another fantastic soul that I both know. Um, I have three questions here. I'm going to triple dip just because, haha. Okay. Uh, first question is, um, if I, if you have to choose one moment in wrestling that you were there for live, what is the, that one moment that holds such a seminal place in your heart? It doesn't have to be indie wrestling. It doesn't have to be just indie wrestling, I should say. It doesn't have to just be major, quote unquote, major league wrestling. Excuse me. Um, just which, which moment live will you say you were not only thankful to have been there live for, but you would have paid double to have been there had you known. My second question is, uh, shit, I forgot them. Uh, hope you don't mind if I call in two more times at the most for forgetting my questions. Um, actually pulling one out of my hat right now. Uh, if let's say you have a pet in the future coming up soon that you are going to acquire, uh, what wrestler would you name that pet? Just curious. And yeah, probably going to call in a second time to get my third question out because I completely forgot it. Uh, love you guys. Hope everything goes well. Love you, Justin. Love you, Charlie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of bungled this. <laughs> Hope this makes for entertaining listening at the very least. Okay, Reese did call back, but we'll get into uh, his questions first. Uh, favorite live moment that you've been a part of? Oh, that's tough. It is like um, the first thing that comes to mind for me, and it's not necessarily a moment. Like it's not like there's something I could point on TV and go like, "Oh, it was right here when this happened." Um, the very first pay per view I ever went to was Unforgiven 2008. I had second row seats right by Timekeeping. And this was actually not only the first pay-per-view I've ever went to, the first televised event I'd ever been to. Because prior to that, it was just like house shows. I think maybe I went to, I think I only went to like two. One in 94 and the other one like 98, 99-ish. And when we were about to like go down to our seats and I saw um, the uh, stage and everything, I kind of got choked up because that was like the first time I had ever like experienced it. So that's one moment that is the first thing that came to mind, but it's not necessarily a, you know, I could turn on the, 
the DVD and be like, I was right here at this moment. No, because it happened way before everything started. Well, man, if I had to choose, I mean, being it all in was insane. Um, that felt super special. Getting to see Okada wrestle, getting to see uh, everybody in the main event wrestle, even though it was cut short for time. Uh, that that show felt special. I thought of my one moment. I I kind of forget about this because, like, uh, at the end of the day, it was it was a long night of wrestling. But I went to WrestleMania 33, and I mean that goes kind of hand in hand with the whole pay per view thing. Like that was obviously my, as of right now, my first and only WrestleMania. And that was the night the Hardys returned and my jaw dropped because I didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, the story that I've always told, and I mean, it, it, I mean, it's true. Uh, when that tag match started of like when wrestlers were starting to come out, I had to piss really bad. So I was like, this is the perfect time. I can run, take a piss, come back. Everything's fine. Um, so I'm, I do that during that time. And then I'm like on my way back back to my seat and you know that's when the new day comes out and obviously you know this is now a four-way match you know who 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 and everybody was like hardy stars i'm like it's not gonna happen like i literally said that out loud then their music hit my jaw dropped like actually dropped i couldn't believe it and i think what made it extra special for me is i watched the hardy's main event two nights in a row before that at wrestlecon uh super show against the lucha brothers and at ring of honor the night before against the young bucks that and which that was that was a fun show too but the hardy's coming back like that big surprise fucking ruled so yeah that's 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 my live moment my other moment would probably have to be when eddie kingston came back at the uh oh, yeah the, at the odeon now if we're talking aiw i have one no, I have, I have two technically. I have two moments on my phone uh, video recorded from, at the time, my WTV. Uh, and they were two, like, kind of mark out moments. One I kind of knew about. The other one I predicted. The one that I kind of knew about was when Britt Baker came back last year. Mm-hmm. That, I think, was just a great moment and everything. But the, the one that I kind of predicted was when Nick Gage came back to AIW at whatever absolution that was. And it ha- happened almost exactly how I predicted it of Tim Donst wins, but instead of his music hits hitting, it's Nick Gage. It didn't happen like as soon as he won. Like there was this delay. It was, it was a long, a good enough delay. Cause it was just like, you think, Oh, you know, you know, winner is Tim Donst, you know, commentary's talking. And then the music hits and I went nuts but I openly told people, I was like, there was one time where Vado was a last minute replacement for a Mentor on the Lake show. And I like f- freaked out. I said, if Nick Gage comes out at the end of the show, I'm going to do what I did for that time for Veda, but like way more intense, way more crazy. So when his music hit, I went fucking nuts. And I, I, I love that moment. Uh, if we were to uh, get another pet, what wrestler would we name it after? What do you got? Uh, I've actually been talking about getting a dachshund for a while now. And if I do get one, if it's female, I'll probably name it Zazzy after Zazzy Boatwright. Um, don't know if it's male, what I would name it. 
probably something else. But if it's a female, it's going to be a Zazzy. Um, if I ever get a tuxedo cat or a black, just any type of black and white cat, I'm naming it Danhausen. Well, if it's a boy, I should say. If it's a girl, potentially Lulu. When we, <laughs> when we bought um, Brownie, there was a thing. It was like it was a black and white or like a gray and white cat that we looked at. And it was a girl and we were going to name it Lulu, but um, she was already like pending for somebody else. So then we found Brownie and with Brownie being orange, I was like, I'm not naming him Dan Housen. So that's one thing. And I've said that for a while. If I get a cat and it's a tuxedo, black and white cat, even potentially gray and white, I'm going to name it Dan Housen. But it has to be kind of like that. It has to look like, have the colors of Dan Housen. Can't say look like Dan Housen, but have the colors of Dan Housen. All right. Um, if Dexter was a girl, uh, we had contemplating on naming her um, Nyla. Not Nyla, but uh, Naya for Nia Jax. Because Amanda likes Nia Jax. All right. So uh, Reese called back. And it was literally like right afterwards. Sorry, guys. It's Reese again. And immediately as soon as I hung up, I realized what it was. Uh, since this is called Wrestling Cheers, I must ask. Uh, what show do you prefer, Frasier or Cheers? I grew up with both, and both hold a very, very, very special place in my heart, to the point where, since I'm a regular at my go-to bar, uh, it fulfilled a childhood dream of mine for me to be the norm of the bar, where as soon as I come in, it's like, Reese, or some variant of that. So I was curious, between the show Cheers and Frasier, which one do you prefer? And if I may say... I think I'll take Frazier on that. No disrespect to Cheers. Uh, Woody Harrelson is one of the greatest comedic actors of our generation. Rhea Perlman is one of the greatest comedic actors of our generation. And John Ratzenberger is one of the greatest comedic actors of our generation. And it's all because of Cheers. But Frazier just hits a little bit different. So I was curious to hear what you both have to say about that. Sorry for just absolutely bungling these calls. It's been a while since I called into anything, but... More than anything, I love you two to death. You are both tremendous human beings. I wish nothing but the best for you in both of your futures. Next time I see both of you at a wrestling show, I am going to give you a big old fucking hug. Stay safe, healthy, hydrated out there, and go guards. I know this was a wrestling podcast, but baseball. Peace! Okay, so cheers or Frazier? For me... I'm not really a fan of either, but if I were to pick, I would, I would go cheers. I don't, I don't mind Frasier. I've, I've watched bits of it, but like, I'm also like not really a huge fan of like nineties NBC must see TV shows. Like all of them that were big. I'm just like, meh, like even friends. Like I had an ex who loved friends and she made me watch damn near the whole series. I think, we didn't watch season one because she's even she admitted that it kind of sucked. But even then, like, eh, NBC didn't start getting good until the 2000s for me. And then they had a lot of shows that I really enjoyed. But the 90s stuff that everybody loves, Frasier technically cheers too, because I think that was er- part of the early 90s. Um, Friends, all those shows. Like, I just, I honestly don't care. But obviously, I named this show after Cheers, but it was more of because everybody knows your name. And the theme, I do. I, I obviously I do enjoy the theme, but you butters. Oh, for sure. Uh, cheers. Uh, I remember my dad watching it 
all the time when I was a kid. Um, and I definitely remember seeing the end of the film or the end of the series. Um, mm-hmm. Frasier, I remember seeing a bunch, but it never, I didn't care for it. It doesn't hold uh, a place in my memory bank like uh, Cheers does for some reason. That MASH, I remember my dad watching those all the time when I was younger. So I remember, uh, like, I have good memories, good thoughts when I think about them. So I have, like, good vibes when I think about them. So, All right. Thanks, Reese, for uh, calling in both your calls. You might have fumbled it a little bit, but, yeah, gives us, uh, it still gives us more to talk about. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. And Butters, this is uh, someone you know uh, pretty well. Hey, guys. It's one of Butters' IWU Guide co-host, Marcy. I'm calling because I have you trapped right now, Butters. So I want you to tell me why I am your favorite co-host. Also, I would like you to give me your top three dick girls in porn. Okay, talk to you later. What was the second part? (laughs) Your top three favorite dick girls in porn dick girls dick girls so the reason why marcy is my favorite on the show is because uh we have the same taste in wrestling so 90 percent of the time josh and jay and jay hawk will have an opinion about something and marcy and i will think the exact opposite and uh we will overpower them with our uh thoughts and we win the argument so that's why she's my favorite um as far as my favorite dick girls in porn holy shit um dude i don't know like uh usually it's some only fans type shit so it just it varies i can't really give specifics Mm-hmm. yeah you know uh she didn't ask me but uh she's my favorite member of the show because uh, <laughs> you know back when i was listening to it uh and you had uh statler and waldorf just <laughs> chiming off about things like two old fucking geezers you at least had someone that w- was a breath of fresh air to help liven up the show well yeah that's that's what i'm there for now like if you see if if i could show you our ratings for the last year it's just since i since i came back on and since we've been on on this tear lately it's just to the moon it's ridiculous and then I, I'm, I'm going to pass on the second question. <laughs> he doesn't have to watch that. He's married, right? <laughs> right. All right. Uh, let's go on to the next one, which, yeah, you know, you'll see. Hey, the rest of yours. It's the other goofy here. I'm uh, just calling in on this last uh, episode already. So I was wondering what all y'all's favorite uh, Ben and Jerry's accident flavors are. Uh, mine's fish food. Um, that's a pretty classic one. Hardy. And uh butters, what's this thing that uh Marcy tells me about uh the girls? Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Favorite uh Ben and Jerry Slayer? That's actually a really good question. Um I hope you have an answer because I don't. I don't I don't never had Ben and Jerry's. What? Have you not had nope, ben never and had it. Never had it. Why? Just never have. Never never was out of store and went, oh, I'm going to get some Ben and Jerry's. Never, it's never been a flavor for me. I usually just get like a cheap carton of like chocolate ice cream or like cookies and cream ice cream or something like that. I don't, I never fuck with like anything special. Um, I used to be a really big fan of their s'mores. I think they brought it back a few years ago, 
even for, I don't know if it's a short period of time or what, but like that was my favorite for, that was actually my first, I think, Ben and Jerry's flavor I ever had. And then there was a time where my absolute favorite, I think they still have it, was Stephen Colbert's Americone Dream. Um, so good. And then I think they've had some newer flavors that I've had. I haven't, I'm not big on buying ice cream, at least not right now. The one that I, I actually really enjoyed is the one that, um, inside the thing of ice cream, there's like, the, there's like a shell of a shell chocolate, chocolate shell. And you have to like, uh, let it fall a little bit and then squish it. And then you have like this, these bits of, uh, shell chocolate in there. It's really good. Talking about Magnum. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had it, so I, I totally blanked on the name. Um, let me see. Looking at the uh, flavors, their core flavors are pretty good. Where like the center is like like a brownie uh, batter, or there's like a cheesecake one or a strawberry cheesecake one. Everybody, uh, tweet at Butters and give him a suggestion. Oh, I knew I knew there was a newer f- flavor that came back that I really liked cannoli cannoli was really good but everybody uh tweet some uh flavors for butters to try half baked is a, is a big one that everybody likes chunky monkey and then fish food i think do you like moose tracks yeah yeah for sure i think you'll like fish food I'm trying to pull up what the yeah it's a uh, chocolate ice cream with gooey marshmallow swirls uh caramel swirls and fudge fish hmm so yeah give that a Maybe give that one a try or, or just next time you're in the freezer section, take a look at them and just, just pick one and try it. Personally, though, one of my favorite things lately is um, I was trying a lot of the little Debbie flavors, but they're only at Walmart. I've seen those. I think I had the strawberry shortcake one and it was all right, but I didn't go get any of the others. Uh, I remember Star Crunch being really good. Like, I think that was one of my favorites. When it comes Christmas time, they have the christmas tree cake ones that one's really that's actually really good yeah, it's been a minute since i bought more because like I, I get it from my dad like when i was young he would always like bring new stuff home to try like oh they just came out with you know this pop or this candy bar blah, blah. and like we, i'd always try it so now as an adult when something new comes out, i'm like oh if it's down my alley i'm like oh i'll try that so what about the the second part of his uh call i don't know he's talking about uh I mean, the only thing I can recommend is like maybe if you're you're interested in that sort of thing, uh, I'm sure there's probably plenty of OnlyFans girls you can go follow. Uh, maybe the Casper uh, Casper James is one of them. I don't know. Maybe this is where we're supposed to plug Marcy's OnlyFans. I guess you could probably <laughs> do that. It's probably like E Girl Femboy or something like that. I'm guessing. All right. Uh, thanks, JB. Oh, uh, uh, funny thing. This is how dumb I am. You know how he calls himself the other JB. You know, this is, I should say, this is my P1 moment. I thought he was meaning he, like his initials are JB. So he's the other JB and the first JB is Josh Bishop. So I thought that at first, but then I remember Jungle Boy because of the hair. So, yeah. So yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it clicked up. Oh, cause, okay. No, I get it. All right. Let's uh, move on to Butter's favorite voicemail. What's up, Summers? It's Adam Van, the star of At Odds with Wrestling. Since you're wrapping things up, I just figured I'd swing by, see if there's anything laying around that I want, you know, take some stuff from the show. 
I hereby claim the MaxCaster rap that you guys play at the end of the show. I'll just have the wiki change that around a little bit. It'll be fine. Also, I lay claim to the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun transition. And I guess I'll just rummage around a little bit, you know, once you close up shop, look through some boxes. You know, I might find something. Anyway, no questions for me, uh, as I'm sure you'll edit this down for revenge for all the little silly things that I did. All the silly little bits, because I'm just a silly boy who loves bits. Okay, bye. I don't know why he starts his thing by calling himself the pants shitter of At Odds Wrestling. That's really <laughs> weird. I mean, we know Joe doesn't shit his pants, so it's obviously, uh, you know, Adam that shits his pants. So it's weird. Super weird. Um, Adam, if you're going to do anything, uh, just re-record the Max Caster rap on your own and have it be just as offbeat as the $1,000 Vansky. Because that is something. See, I was rummaging around the Pod Van Dam warehouse, and I found this really cool bumper for interviews that I that I I scooped up and brought with me. So, I mean, I just haven't decided to use it yet. See, I w- I was gonna take that, but instead I took. You make army cesspool. <laughs> Toilet. And also, it was like not, two- not the do love one <laughs> with the toilet flushing. Into the cesspool. Oh yeah! I have that too. I went yeah, I like the. Uh, I went looking around uh, the IWTV guide warehouse and I found this. Jerry! Oh yeah, that's that was definitely boxed up and left in a corner somewhere. <laughs> I stole this from the uh, not ready for primetime wrestling box. It's nothing. <laughs> I don't think there was anything for that show. Just two guys talking through a Yeti microphone on a table. Yep. Drinking some uh, monster. Yep. Good times. See, I'm actually disappointed that at odds has gone the, the way that it has, because there was this like really nice thing that they were like reviewing almost every single AIW show. And it's kind of like, yeah, if you guys keep that up, you touch it, you do like a little bit of a, re- a preview, which is fine. But AIW already covers the preview. So like I can quit doing the show and no one would notice. <laughs> but then, but then they had to like, oh, we're going to cover Chikara and uh, all these Miz movies. And it's like, oh, fuck. Now people are going to notice. Son of a bitch. Yeah, but I guess you guys came along and changed that. So. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we do pretty well with our uh, 880 and enjoy reviews. So, God, I feel like Pittsburgh so much. Why don't you just move there? Dude, there's no good way to get to Pittsburgh from my place. <laughs> like, it takes fucking forever. And it takes forever to get home, too, unless you get on the turnpike. And it costs so much money. It's so ridiculous. Dude, easy pass. Uh, yeah, but then I have to have an easy pass. Do you know? It's still, it's still a ridiculous amount of money. Do you know easy pass? kind of i think it's everything but not 100 percent sure where it's like you basically get a 50 percent discount yeah pretty much is 50 percent discount because it's going to cost me like 30 dollars for my trip when i went down there the other week and it would have only cost me like 12 dollars <laughs> or 15 dollars so yeah it would have been it would have been about that the only thing i hate about pennsylvania besides you know all of it is that you have to pay to like just entered the state it's not, like that's not like part of the toll where it's like oh take a ticket well i guess technically now that's all uh 
I give I give PA credit that they are like transaction, well, not transaction. What do you want to call it? I don't want to say paperless, but they just they'll just bill you later. Unless yeah, it's like yeah, they just send you a thing in the mail. Yeah, so but I never want to pay, but <laughs> probably should do that when it comes. But it's not like like the Ohio Turnpike where you know as soon as you get on the turnpike, you know you take a ticket and then you know you get to the end and you pay it. For Pennsylvania, like you got to pay to get in, and then later at a certain point on that turnpike, then it turns into oh yeah, now it's going to start costing you. Now we're going to charge you like per exit and everything. It's like motherfucker. Cause like going, like driving across that state sucks. I was happy when I went to Jersey for a drop kick that the fastest route was actually, um, across 80. So I didn't have to take the turnpike. Yeah. I was like, Oh, thank God. I mean, granted I had to like, I should say I did use it in like the Jersey turnpike, which I'm like, that's fine. But ugh. all right. Thanks Adam for calling in. And I don't, I don't know what you're talking about with your silly boy doing silly bits. I don't, I don't know how you've edited anything of mine. I'm not, not sure how that works. But uh, let's move on to the final call. And that's green button time, not pink button. We got Ed. Hey, this is Ed. Um, so I just got back from ClothsCon. It was a lot of fun. This is my first time. I didn't drink, like, really at all. I was just uh, incredibly stoned the entire time. And uh, it was chill. I liked it. I had a really good time. Uh, but I have a question, because I know you guys aren't, like, anime convention people, but, um, I don't know, at this point, anime conventions just, like, pop culture things. So I ran my panel, uh, and it mostly focuses on it's a lot of weird Japanese wrestling stuff, but there's a big focus on, uh, entertainment here, FMW, and that's because, uh, I love it, it's my favorite, and not enough people talk about it, and I feel I'm a quasi-expert on it. So I was wondering if you guys... If you had to run a fan panel at an anime convention, meeting that criteria, something that you feel you're a quasi expert on that doesn't get enough love that you would you could you feel you could talk about for an hour, uh, what, what would you guys what would you pick? Um, I want to do a Christian panel, but every time I try, they never approve it. I think they consider it bullying, and it makes me really sad because I'd love to talk about Samachu. Okay, bye. What what would you talk about? What was the question again? I. I... <laughs> Did you fall asleep? Are you high? No, I I was getting harassed by Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm not a true ally because I couldn't give names. <laughs> um, Told her I don't remember names. I'm just trying to come. <laughs> um, he he asked if we were to run a a con a panel at a convention on something that we feel like we're experts on that doesn't get enough love. What would it What would it be? Oh, uh, we've already discussed this because it's similar to like what we would do a podcast on if we weren't doing a wrestling podcasts. It'd be on X-Men, the animated series. I'm trying to think if I have anything else. Probably be that and the Spider-Man animated series. Those are two I could pretty much tell you every episode. I don't know if there's anything else that I'm like an expert on. Ghostbusters, baby, or turtles? Uh, like, man, maybe. No, not, not turtles because like... Once you get towards the end of the original series, like it, it gets weird. And I know, like I've, I don't know shit about them. Ghostbusters. Uh, if there was anything, and it's even then, I still need to to brush up on some stuff. It would probably be Chris Farley. Like I read slash listened to his the audiobook Chris Farley show on his life, and literally when later they they put out that documentary under the same name, which was not necessarily, it wasn't an adaptation of it, but 
there was like a lot of stuff I already knew either through certain research or just like, I'm just reading stuff. I don't say research, just reading stuff over the years. Um, finding anything about him that I, I don't know is rare. Um, yeah, that would have to be it. There's nothing else that I feel like I'm that much of an expert on. There's a lot of things that I like, but consider myself an expert. No, like even like ICP, not an expert. Um, Mr. Rogers, not an expert. Yeah, that would kind of be like, there's, there's stuff that I like, but I just, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I have an authority to talk about it. Thoroughly love, you know, how I met your mother, Scrubs. Could potentially do a panel on why the series finale of How I Met Your Mother is perfect. And if you disagree with me, you're wrong. Because <laughs> no one has ever given me a good enough reason why. They, they tell me something and I find there's, I have a counter for everything on it. But anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I got. I don't know if there's, there's anything else you have besides X-Men and Spider-Man. Nope, that's it. Um, yeah. I guess that, uh, that's the final listeners uh episode you know thank you reese marcy jb reese again adam and ed for calling in and thank you to uh joe hersky for the not asked for question but you know it 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 did ask on the post so hey fuck it count uh any final thoughts last minute plugs before we go uh patreon.com slash iw guide hold on what, what was that again (laughs) <laughs> nope, I ain't doing it. I know what you're going to do. You better not bleep it. I swear to God. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's about it. Uh, uh, if you catch my grift, uh, we're, we're doing... I had to do it once. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anything else? Your, your personals? Your OnlyFans? Your Twitch? Um... The only fans is uh, eGirl Femboy. Um, the personals, Charlie underscore Butters. Um, you should listen to IW Guide so that you can hear Stan from Burlington because it's uh, when he's on, it's purple belt time. And that's all I got. And he wonders the real reason why I don't, I don't have him on as much because he, he likes to use soundboards too, which <laughs> takes away from some of the purpose. I don't even know what I have on my current soundboard. So like my actual soundboard, I think it's stuff from uh, the other podcast. And before I go into my plugs, yes, there, there are still episodes to come. There are a lot of like lasts things to happen. So yeah, this was the last call in episode. It's something that I've been kicking around of doing another one for a good while. Um, I think it'd been like maybe a year or so since I've, I've done one. So I want, when I was filling in some uh, final episodes, I was like, you know what? This is the perfect time and uh, we'll do it, do it here. So that's that still more episodes to come. No, no uh, reviews, but there are some previews and some interviews coming up. Of course, you can find myself at J summers three, three zero on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and hive much. I can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email. If you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And let's go over those places that you can listen to this show where you can rate, review, and subscribe. That would be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestling cheers.podbean.com. And in the show notes, there is a link tree link to all of them. 
check out our podcast friends such as Hiya Bussy, Super Fantastic Podcast, The Indie Cast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Power Driver Podcast, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, Indie Wrestling Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds With Wrestling, Marks With Mics, Juggalo Rewind, X Over, This Ends At Prom, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Danger Zone Video in Juliet, Tennessee, Heart of Gold, Toy Ohio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Smokin' Jay's Barbecue, 20 by 20 Apparel, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and you can go subscribe to that Patreon at... Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day, in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max, signing off Ohio, good night The world, good night We love you, we'll see you next week